Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. If there's something I need, I don't already have. I know I'll get it from a good friend. If there's something I need, I don't already have. I know I'll get it from a good friend. Hi, everybody. It's Jamie Lee Curtis. You're listening to the Good Friend Podcast, presented to you by iHeartRadio. It's a podcast about friendship, sort of the good, the bad, and the ugly, the triumphs of friendship, the immense connection and emotion of friendship, the laughter, and occasionally the tears. We explore it all in an unscripted, very free-form way with many, many different guests, some I'm very close friends with, some I've never met. And I hope that you will take away from it something that connects you to your friends and that the ideas that we talk about can maybe be taken into your own friendships. So sit back or take a walk or however you listen. I hope you enjoy it and stay tuned. Hi, everyone. It's Jamie Lee Curtis, and you're here listening <laughs> to the Good Friend Podcast. My Ooh, guest, I like your radio voice, though, Jamie. It's a good, I know, but it's kind of working for you. <laughs> but what we yeah. were talking about is that my natural joy register for two singers is very high, even though I yeah. kind of have that deeper voice. And the truth is, um, we were just talking about the fact that for the listener, by the way, I think I have one. So I, I like to refer to my listener. <laughs> one listener <laughs> just you know my feeling is better to I always underplay so I'm mm-hmm. gonna say that to my listener 
um, when we began talking here, my little dog, when I got very excited, when I saw Emily King and Margaret Glasby, when I saw them, because I'm seeing them, you're not, because this is a podcast, not a video <laughs> podcast. I My voice went really high. It was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and my dog immediately jumped up and was like, where are we going? Are we going? What are we doing? Are we going somewhere? So forgive really? me, everyone. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm very happy to have my friends here, my good friends, Yay. even though even though I have never met one of them. <laughs> So good. It's so special for me to see you guys both in the same room. It's like so surreal and so fun. It's really, really that's And that's Margaret, Margaret, who I do know. Yes. Margaret, who I do know, who recently got married. Yes, I do. And and Emily, who I don't know. Um, (laughs) Yes. But for the uninitiated listener, um, none of this would happen or would have happened. I don't think I would have thought of doing a podcast if it were not for Emily King. What? Because it was her song that you've already been listening to is in the intro. It was her song, Good Friend, that not only gave us the title of our podcast, it gave the idea for the podcast. Um, And so I wanted to just publicly acknowledge that and thank you Emily for oh my gosh thank you that is such a you know you just never know who's listening and it was just such a blessing out of the blue to hear from you that day and I didn't believe it was you I gotta say (laughs) I thought I was being scammed I (laughs) I pulled my friends I said this is not her she wouldn't do and you know I think it's just a, I learned something that day because you really, you seem like the kind of person that leads with your heart and puts fear aside. And so that was a, a little lesson for me. Like, why not just reach out to somebody out of the blue? Thank yes. you. Yes. Well, thank you. And yeah. the other funny connect the dot here, which is why we are doing a three-way. And I mean that people. Hey. I'm listening for my listener. I mean that in the. <laughs> triumvirate way, not that other way. Don't Um, know that word. Right, exactly. Don't know that word. Which one? Triumvirate? That's right. Triumvirate is the triangle, the three of us. Oh, my gosh. The three paneled people. But um, yeah, that other thing I've never done, by the way. (laughs) I mean, you know what? I figured iHeartRadio will be very happy if I throw out once in a while something like, wait, what? She's never done a three-way? And then it'll make it onto page we six. We got to keep then... it salacious. Yeah, we got to keep it. Yeah. Yes. A little bit. And little bit. my, but the Margaret Glasby connection of the triumvirate is that Margaret and I are friends through our husbands. Um, Margaret's partner husband is Julian Lodge. My husband, Christopher Guest, is, uh, Julian is a virtuoso a uh, maestro of the guitar. Um, he's a spectacular musician, um, songwriter. He's a fantastic dude. And my husband, Christopher Guest, is also a musician. And a fantastic dude. A fantastic Aww. dude. And he, you know, very much uh, admires Julian. And so just as a weird aside, 
Chris came to visit me when I was shooting Knives Out in Boston only <laughs> because I mentioned to him that at the Berkeley College of Music, where he used to be a board member, Julian was doing a concert at the college the weekend wow. Chris was going to visit. And I swear to you, it was not a conjugal visit. It was a, <laughs> a orchestral visit. And so Chris came in. We had never he had never met Julian. We went to Berkeley. Chris, you know, and Julian did that mind meld the way musicians do. And we became friendly. And Margaret and Julian were dating and they came out and stayed at oh. our home. And we um, Margaret and I became instant friends around music and ideas and women. And then I'm following both of you on the socials. And there was a picture of the two of you. And I was like, what? You know each other? That's, and that's why, wow. that's why for the listener, we are here together as a triumvirate, is that this was a friendship. The show was born from Emily. And here I have a deep friendship with a new deep friendship with Margaret. So that's the long preamble. Um, I'm going to start. And now we're a band. And now we're a band. Yes. There we're we, a band. I love that. I'm not sure you want me in the band because I, I don't. Do, I know that we want you, Jamie. No, you know what? <laughs> yes. I do. I, I could like drum something, I think. You do it all. You do it all. No, I don't know. I don't know. A little tambourine. I could maybe, you know, the tambourine though is just so, I don't know. Anyway, I want to ask you, start with a question. Was there a specific friend that you wrote that song for, Emily? Well, there might have been in the moment, but I do re remember it was an ode to everybody who's helped me in my life, which, you know, I think one of the myths of show business is that you get your big break from, from agents or managers or people that are, you know, behind the scenes. But from my experience, all of my sort of blessings have been from other singers, other musicians. Um, and so it was sort of an ode to all those people who call you and say, hey, do you want to come on tour with me? And I'm like, yes, I really do. <laughs> Please. Um, and just those moments where, you know, people can really just like the call from you. I mean, it's just uh, all these little Christmas mornings, you know, so that. I don't know if it was a specific person. Long story, endless. No, it's an interesting story. Um, Margaret, how do you respond to the idea of a good friend? Like the song is so clear. Like I remember the first time I heard it, it was like, OMG, that is, I actually added an F to the <laughs> OMFG. But, you know, I remember when I first heard it, but just the idea of a good friend, what does that in, like, what does that do to you when you say the word good friend? I think it uh, similarly to Emily, like in her reference to just saying the thought of a good friend is it feels like support, it feels like support and it feels like inspiration and it feels like a communal feeling for me. Um, I know that even with Emily, like I have memories, Emily, I don't know if you remember this, but yeah. I've known Emily for a really long time and we've kind of been in and out of each other's lives forever. And kind of when I came to New York, when I was probably like, I don't know, I think I was came to New York when I was like 21, 32 now, I would run into Emily and I looked up to her so much and she would often, you know, in hearing my music say, if you need anything, I'm here for you. And 
I got you. And being in the New York scene and kind of, you know, just like hustling so oh, hardcore oh man, so all much hustling. the time in a way that I think, um, I don't know. I think it, I think the New York scene is really specific and very different than other, like every scene is, I think for music. Um, but in New York, it's especially hard. It's really hard on you. And you're, you know, you've got the highest rent anyone could pay. You've got, you know, kind of like the least amount of clubs in a way too. Like it's, it's hard for everybody mm-hmm. to pay their rent. So there's less and less studios and less and less venues. And so there's only so many places to do your thing. And I think that um, what, you know, friendship has meant to me is support in a way that maybe even feels at times unorthodox. It's not necessarily, you know, the person that I'm talking to every day, but the person that I just kind of know understands me and understands what I'm doing and my mindset, um, that feels really supportive to me and, and like a good friend, truly. So I've always felt that from Emily. That's a special bond I think I share oh, with you, Em. It's just that likewise. it's not about Same. whether you're constantly chatting or constantly knowing every detail of one another's lives. It's more about just like, I know, I know what's up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I understand but, yeah, what you're going through or what you're, right. you know, what's on your plate. It, just because. I feel like I, you have an intuition with me. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you just come or like into my mind, into my life at these moments, like, you know, just last week or just, you know, a couple of months ago when you called me and I was in this crazy transition. And I do feel like our jobs are to be alone a lot of the time. And we're always trying to figure out our emotions so that we can make them songs and, and that type of thing. But, but there is this it feels like an unconditional love. It really does. Like, you know, and what am I, <laughs> this is friendship, like playing, I don't know how many years ago this was. I think it was maybe 10 years ago, playing a gig in Brooklyn and there's like 10 people there. And two of those people are Margaret and Jenna. Yes. <laughs> totally. And, but, Our good but, friend Jenna Bell, who's an amazing, yes, amazing singer Bell. and songwriter. And you know, when you're in like an empty sort of audience and your instinct is to go back into the back of the room and there you guys are like in the front clapping and smile, like, and just feeding me this, I mean, I can't even describe what it means to, to an artist who's on stage and you're insecure and all this stuff. And then to see people that you really respect giving you this love. I mean, yeah. Get choked up because that's really what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's like a, to just put a cap on that. I feel like there is, when you said that musicians, it's like your job is to be alone a lot. And at the same time, it relies so much on collaboration. And I think that um, at times it's been hard to keep friends because because you're never around, you're never in the same place. (laughs) And anybody that wants to rely on you in a physical sense of like, be there, it's, you're not going to be, you know, you're, I'm in Belgium right now. (laughs) I can't come to baby shower or whatever it might be. Um, It can be hard to keep kind of maybe more traditional friendships in that sense. And so you learn quickly you know, who you can rely on in a different way, I think more psychologically. So that's been definitely 
I think what I, I see and good friends that I have. And, and honestly, I'd probably venture to say, I don't have a whole lot of <laughs> really good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a circle of people that really, I feel like understand me and I understand them. And I've come to think, realize that as I get older, probably. Well, I think what you just talked yeah. about was telepathy. You know, there yeah. is, mm-hmm. it's interesting because of course there are people who are good friends who, as you said, call five times a day who say, you know, I'm okay. I'll talk to you after lunch. (laughs) And then you talk to them after lunch. (laughs) And then it's like, okay, I'm going to walk the dog. I'll call you later. Mm -hmm. And there is that maybe too enmeshed connection with another person that sometimes comes out of a more quotidian life, a more day in, day out, school runs, coffee clutch, you know, those shows like The View and The Talk were invented Mm -hmm. to represent the woman kind of collective, the woman coffee clutch of Mm -hmm. people having conversations over a cup of coffee. And -hmm. of course, now it's turned into a, a very adversarial construct so that you get the opposite opinions and people are supporting their opposite opinions, which to me isn't I mean, they're wonderful shows and uh, the people on them. I'm not trying to get political here. I'm simply saying that I think that was born out of a need that women have, but particularly women, to gather together. Mm -hmm. And you can have that with other moms who you're in school with. I mean, many people who listen to podcasts are moms and Mm -hmm. they'll be sitting there going, yeah, that's what I do. Mm -hmm. My friends and I, we take a coffee run or we do a challenge. You know, I'm going to do 10,000 steps today after after drop off. And that's how they talk. But artists, what I'm so happy about talking to the two of you as artists is that artists are inherently lonely. Mm -hmm. Art art is lonely. The creation of art, you know, there's this wonderful quote um, that I will butcher, so I'm not going to butcher it, but it's from Steinbeck. Uh, It's from East of Eden, and it talks about that creation only comes from the individual mind of a man. Uh, He said a man. I'm going to say a woman. But that nothing great was invented by, nothing great was created by two people. But the seed, the spark, the moment of creation comes from one person. Even if it's a reaction to another person, there is one person and then immediately can get built on. Mm-hmm. But that is the loneliness of the mind of a man or a woman, the human. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. the loneliness. And art comes from that. Mm-hmm. And so it's so interesting to me that you both have brought up that perspective already. It's a new perspective we have not heard here on the Good Friend podcast. (laughs) It's a juxtaposition because I feel often ashamed, like I should be more outgoing with friends and, and, um, but then I find my inner art instinct is like, okay, you need to be okay with just sitting here right now and, and be open to the muse and um, but specifically during this pandemic, I learned to appreciate socializing a lot more, <laughs> how important that is just hearing, you know, seeing Margaret's name pop up on my phone or just like, you know, 
having some interruption between those moments where you it's not it's not a happy place to create most of the time it's it's a you're either you know below the surface of the water or you're just kind of floating there but you're not necessarily like on the wave like this is great usually when i'm really excited about an idea it stinks <laughs> I, I don't understand. know why that is again it's art yeah. you there is no the, it's art the art has no uh, uh, uh you know, there's no recipe. It's, yeah. it's art and it's the magic of it. And um, I just think it was such an interesting perspective. We'll be right back with more good friend after this quick break. So stick around. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Mother's Day is coming, and mom doesn't want flowers. She wants a cocktail. Here's a hint. Get mom Bartesian. It's the countertop cocktail maker that creates your choice of over 60 premium cocktails in less than 30 seconds, each at the touch of a button. Flowers die. Happy hour comes back every day. So get mom the machine that makes amazing cocktails with real fruit juices and craft bitters. Best of all, get $50 off a Bartesian premium cocktail maker with the purchase of one pack of cocktail capsules. So, instead of getting mom a reason to fill a flower vase with water, get mom the easiest, fastest way to fill her glass with the floral notes of gin. The best cocktails are premium cocktails, and the best day to get it for mom is Mother's Day, because you can get $50 off now for a limited time. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother to get the best premium cocktail maker for mom at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. What I was going to tell you, Emily, is that Julian and Margaret are new friends of ours. You know, we are creating new memories together. Um, we both, we, the four of us are very fond of each other. You know, the, the dude sort of went off and did dude things. The chicks went off and did chick things. 
And <laughs> there was a moment where um, I don't even think you were you engaged at that point, Margaret. I don't think you I don't were. Think we were no. I don't think you were even engaged at that point. And they were, we were sitting. Actually, our, you were remember because I got that cake for Julian. That was our anniversary of us dating. Right. Oh. Right. Okay. So my point is for the uninitiated listener. So um, Julian and Margaret were sitting in our kitchen, um, which Chris claims has like fabulous acoustics. And <laughs> they play, and they had met at Berkeley. Now you guys are as good of friends as a couple. You guys are good friends. You were friends be- before, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, she's looking. Well, Margaret's like, what we are. We, we, oh, Julian and I. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We've been friends for since we met. We were always best friends, and then we started dating probably like six years into knowing one another. Wow. Right. Yeah. Right. That's so, the way to go. It is the way to go. I agree with you. And but here's what happened, Emily. I think you will be. Um, you'll see where I'm going. So they played a song. So I, you know, am Jamie. And so they said they met in college and I was like, okay. And you weren't just like mad for her, like right away. And he was like, no. And I'm, they played a song at the kitchen table and the way they looked at each other. And I said to him in that room, I said, you mean you played that song (laughs) and looked at her the way you are looking at her right now when you were younger and in college and you didn't just lean in and grab her face and give her a beautiful kiss? No. And I, I remember I took off my engagement ring my wedding ring and I handed it to him. And it was like, Julian, Julian, I'm the old lady here. Just here, here you go. Jamie's been encouraging Julian to put a ring on it. I think. Did you do the Beyonce song? You turned on the, you're like, Siri, play Beyonce. And then you just dance. Okay. Um. I have never told Siri to do anything. (laughs) I don't have that function either, but other people have it. So cool. I know, but guess what? Yeah. Siri is not a good friend. Hey, oh. tell it like it is. You know, Siri tell is not a good friend. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, Siri does she things. She listens and then betrays you. <laughs> <Which> <laughs> she she drops and then betrays you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, I, my point was simply that what I remembered about that moment was simply that here you were telling me that you guys were good friends in college and that, but you weren't romantic friends. You were good friends. You were best friends and you made music together and you create, you know, you were creative people together. And what I kept saying is how is it possible? (laughs) Like, I don't understand. (laughs) I think that I think yeah I think that I think that really for Julian and I it was really like it was so obvious that we had a crush like a massive crush on one another Aww. I think in a lot of ways but but I think that at the same time there are these things I think you come into in life where it's like you know that's this is a deep you know this isn't like friends that are passing or a fling etc 
this is something bigger, I think, than us. And to kind of, I think, tamper with it felt funny. Mm. So it was kind of like once we were in, we knew we were, it was going to be something big in our lives. I think we both intuited that in a big way. And so it, I think that we both, and we've totally talked about that in retrospective, like, of course I, you know, of course I think we've been in love all along, but to really like as young people, especially know, you know, we're like 19 years old, (laughs) really young Um, and kind of seeing one another and going like, whoa, life, right? Like we're, we're going to go through lots of experiences. I feel like it's such a blessing that he and I were able to have our our young lives and have experiences and then, and then come together and, and, you know, have like a union and and have a relationship and be each other's truly each other's best friends and each other's partners was, um, I feel so lucky for that. And I feel lucky that we were able to do it when the time was right and not rush into it when we're kids, you know, and then kind of pressure, put pressure on ourselves for everything to be kind of in a row. It felt really, um, I think at the time it felt frustrating because I had such a crush on Julian forever. And then I was like, what the, what's going on here? <laughs> Come on. But then in retrospect, I go like, thank God we were able to kind of just do our thing and be young and, you know, go through the like college years and all this awkward stuff. And then, you know, when we're actually adults that can actually see it for what it is, you know, be kind of stewards of that kind of love was really special so yeah and you had time to develop your craft and and yeah totally like I was geez man I was working side jobs I was babysitting I was doing all this I was hustling really intensely um and in New York City as a 21 year old you know like it's intense it's really intense and hard on your body and I didn't have time time to <laughs> to like you know really be in a relationship and he didn't either you know he was Julian is the hardest working man I know honestly he's he really he hits it hard and so I think both of us were in a phase where we were just really wanting to kind of initiate our relationship to being a, a professional you know and being a working person in the world and uh, I can't, I could not imagine trying to really be in, in a real relationship and, and, and go through things you have to go through <laughs> in order to just like mm-hmm. get a job, you know, as a musician. I just think it's, it was crazy. It was a crazy time for sure. We'll be right back with more good friend after this quick break. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Mother's Day is coming, and mom doesn't want flowers. She wants a cocktail. Here's a hint. Get mom Bartesian. It's the countertop cocktail maker that creates your choice of over 60 premium cocktails in less than 30 seconds, each at the touch of a button. Flowers die. Happy hour comes back every day. So get mom the machine that makes amazing cocktails with real fruit juices and craft bitters. Best of all, get $50 off a Bartesian premium cocktail maker with the purchase of one pack of cocktail capsules. So, instead of getting mom a reason to fill a flower vase with water, get mom the easiest, fastest way to fill her glass with the floral notes of gin. The best cocktails are premium cocktails, and the best day to get it for mom is Mother's Day, because you can get $50 off now for a limited time. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother to get the best premium cocktail maker for mom at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. You both are, are musicians and, you know, I'm married to one and the term is gigging. You know, you gig all the time, <laughs> everywhere. You, you tour, you, you know, we're Chris's friends with Loudon Wainwright. And I mean, mm. there's a dude who just is on the road yeah. and there, it must be very hard. So Emily, when you're touring and mm. you tour a lot, when yeah. you have an album and then you're supporting it and you, and you tour, how do you, I mean, are you able to hold on to friendships? You know, I asked, mm-hmm. I interviewed Amy Klobuchar, um, mm-hmm. Senator. I call her Amy on the show, but I would <laughs> say to her officially, I interviewed Senator Amy Klobuchar. And because I was fascinated, how, how is she hold on to anything? She oh. runs the universe. Right. <laughs> and how does she stay how does she find out about your sick dog? Mm, like, you no, know, because mm-hmm. that's what good friends do with each other. How does she do mm-hmm. that? So I'm curious, right. you, Emily, have been able to maintain. I mean, you said it mm-hmm. like people have to know I'm off doing my thing. Right. Uh, either that or or you get them into the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, but when all else fails, you hire them. I mean, I hate to say it. I feel guilty, but uh, so many of my dear friends are my band members. And, and, and I think that's been sort of a lesson that I've learned is you want to be surrounded with people that you love and that encourage you. And you just, it's just good vibes when you're on the road that long. And you literally, it's like having five roommates that Mm -hmm. you just see every single day. And so I feel fortunate because I think the touring has really bonded me with, 
with a, a handful of really dear friends that I don't think we would have had that experience otherwise. Um, you know, you cry together. It's the, it's just so hard on the road that you just you just fall into each other's arms and and uh, and that's kind of how bonds are made. I think mm-hmm. actors do the opposite. They bond mm. and then they. And then they go. Right. Then, then you never see people again. That's Many, so sad. It's sad, but it's very I mean, it's, much yeah. the way of the right. movie business. Whereas in the music right. business, as you said, you have a band, you rehearse, you work mm-hmm. something, you you create, you then yeah. practice it, and then you perform it yeah. for often a, a year at a time. Yeah. Right. That's right. But it's easy to lose touch. I mean, I, I've not been great about keeping in touch, and that's always on my New Year's resolution list. And I, I do, and this might be a cop out, but there is that intuition and we're always thinking of each other and we're always sending love. And I, sometimes I'll think of someone and they'll just pop up on my phone. And I was like, they caught my way, you know, they caught it. And, uh, but it, it has been one of the places I've, I've made my closest friends is on the road. Um, because it's hard to maintain those things when you're always traveling and we didn't have FaceTime when, Margaret, when I met you, I don't know what kind of, what kind of phones did we have back then. I don't know. And then you may, making new friends is like when you talk about your new friendship, that I'm so in love with that concept because, I, I mean, it's possible, right, to make new friends <laughs> along the way. I mean, there's so many, there's so many people who say, well, you just got to keep you know, that that one guy that you shared your cupcake with in third grade, that's your true friend. That guy. Right. Time know. equals friendship. It's like, Time equals like the friendship. longer you know somebody, the better friend you are. But sometimes it's like, yeah, not, it's not necessarily true. <laughs> yeah. But there is, of it, course, there's like, uh, there, there is something to knowing someone all of your life. That's very special, obviously. But yeah. Yeah. You like those connections. It's like saying that it's like saying that you know, the internet is so quick, right? I think humans are quicker. (laughs) I think we're much quicker, you know, like the, I, you know, humans are, you know, telepathic, et cetera. Like we, we know what's up very quickly. And Mm. Google is like, it's an encyclopedia. It's not, it's not like there isn't this kind of intuition that I think humans have. So I I think you're right. I don't think that just because you've known someone forever, um, doesn't necessarily mean that you have like a connection that's yeah that is as true as others for sure it's interesting it's like it's like puppies or dogs when they just there they are now they're friends you know <laughs> yeah. just so fast no questions asked <laughs> I'm I'm a big big proponent and certainly my listener knows this so they're probably tired of <laughs> me talking about it but that's okay um, is the calcification around relationships, that hardened, you know, rigid, hardened shell around calcifications come when things just, you know, it just builds up. And it mm. before you know it, something that had fluidity and movement feels very um, obligatory and uh, feels very, um, it, it feels dead, to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. I mm-hmm. think there's deadness to relationships. And I am talking about 
kind of the metamorphosis that mm-hmm. the whole idea, I mean, I'm 62, um, you know, I am trying almost yearly to shed ideas and people and things because this is my life. Mm-hmm. This is mine. I have to emerge anew yeah. to be able to have creative ideas, to be able to look at something anew. And I, I worry in friendships that sometimes those old, old friends for people are the, the rock that holds them together. The, the, mm-hmm. the, that, that is exactly what they want. And then other people, I think, do feel um, contained by it in a way that doesn't feel good. And it needs to get cracked open uh, to let the light in, to let the mm-hmm. air in, to let something new happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you? Th- yeah. No, go on. Oprah. Do you find? <laughs> no, I'm Oprah. I know. I like um, it. Uh, well, I'm trying. Um, <laughs> do you think it's okay to release a friendship, you know, that is not stimulating one person because one person is, you know, walking up this way and the other person is just sitting there and you're like, aren't you coming? And they're like, no, I'm good here. I mean, <laughs> is it okay to let go? Yeah. Or is that wrong? Cause that's, that's a struggle. I think, I think that's life. I think that's mm. the beautiful evolution, the evolutionary nature of human beings is that we can move on and move past things and that we aren't calcified and that we aren't rigid, that we are, we, we are flexible. We Mm. can change our mind. You know, you can change your mind Mm. over and over again. You can be reborn again. You have a new idea and sometimes those relationships are old ideas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Margaret is sitting there, even though you're, the listener doesn't know this because we're looking at each other, even though the listener isn't. Um, Margaret has sort of got this beautific <laughs> smile on her face and she's sort of nodding gently into a nice rhythm. I want to know what the song is that she's nodding <laughs> to. Because there's some rhythm, oh, you know, some musical note going on in her. It's but a beautiful, so. it's a beautiful. I think it. I think uh, who said that? I think it was actually Julian's mom, um, who's just so one, such a wonderful person. She said, and it may be a quote, but you come into this world alone and you leave alone. And I think that it's just to, you know, comment on what you're saying, Jamie. It's so. I feel like I remember that sometimes. So, right, I. I am, even though it can feel like it, even when, and I feel like Julian and I remember this all the time, it almost starts to feel like you, you grow into one another, that you, that two people can be one person. <laughs> and I think with friendship, sometimes I even think of that too, that that person's an extension of myself and, and it's not true. You know, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I am just alone. I'm alone in mm-hmm. my body and in my mind and in my heart. And it's Okay. And that, um, that kind of evolution, I think, when I start to recognize that I am, I did come into this world alone and I will leave alone. It's Ooh. to clarify sometimes that, um, yeah, 
tomorrow is not promised. What what am I going to do today? You know, Mm. and will I Mm. do it with, with, you know, will I, will I engage in things that don't inspire me or spread things to other people that don't inspire other people? I I could be the dead weight in somebody else's life. Who knows? (laughs) Understanding that like, it's that like just what you're saying, the metamorphosis I think is, um, yeah, it's heavy. It's deep. I think it's Mm. a, it's like a constant be here now kind of situation. Yeah, Um, absolutely. That's, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Codependency is a word. I I just walked down the street and heard someone in passing say codependency. I said, you talk, you are talking to me, you know, that's a, that's a New York thing. That's so funny. I was going to say that. Overhear someone's conversation in that way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just one or two words, like, Codependency. <laughs> if you live out in Southern message? California, you walk down the street, they say gluten free. <laughs> Air one. Yeah. You know, there's no code. Right, I, I don't think people run out and yeah, say codependency. Yeah. And what did that say to you? Emily? Was a, it's, a, it's, a, it's absolutely something that I have, uh, you know, an addiction to. And I've been with someone for many, many years. and you know, we, it's like you, it's the morning, afternoon, night communication. Mm -hmm. It's the, it's the good night before bed. And, and when I miss that, when I don't have that, oh my gosh, break down, just feel utterly alone. And I didn't really realize that about myself until yesterday, but um, (laughs) it's hard to beat. Mm -hmm. I usually had the distraction of travel and shows and performance. Yes, because on, you're, and just, you're an artist and right. artists, you're a performer. Yeah, just having people around, you know, and that would feed feed this insatiable ego. <laughs> well, but again, you're an artist. You're yeah, a performer. You're born, you're born to perform it makes a lot of sense yeah. it feels out of place just to be in your house all day exactly oh my gosh bizarre yeah. it's very bizarre but but you were right about the um and I'm reading you know I'm reading books and Jamie you sent me some beautiful books yeah and it's really helping me because uh I have hey, another one I'm not the only the one. <laughs> oh, really yes Thank you I will be yeah. sending one on I, in about an hour <laughs> oh, so sweet. No, really. I, I that there's that intuition because you I just can't believe the timing. You know, it's this has been like the hardest year for many people and I am in that boat for sure, but spring is springing. Spring is springing and spring you have springing. good friends around you. Mm-hmm. You have people who you can be who you are and where you are and feeling what you feel. And you know that people do care about you and will listen or not, or bear witness to it, um, you know, uh, or play music with you just to, Mm -hmm. you know, yes, that's that Margaret, we did that last week. She called me and I went over there and just like, we, I just love one of my favorite things talking about music with someone who's who I truly respect their opinion and also like they love music so much mm. and it, it's just such a joy it's like we're eating cake we're just listening to songs and we're like di- dissecting them like this is why I love this you know and and that's way better than 
about what you don't have or what you want. So. Well, Margaret and I had that. Thank you. By the way, and I'm yeah. not a musician, and right. I and yet I love music and have listened to music. Music has been the most important aspect of my sort of creative life is music, even mm-hmm. though I'm not a musician. Um, although I did play in Sean Cassidy's first band. Yeah. Uh, I did. Play, like, I, did I played rhythm guitar. <laughs> I, I, I'm not buying it. I'm not. I, buying well, it. I'm just letting you know, I did play rhythm guitar in Sean you know. Cassidy's first band in seventh grade. Um, oh, I, did have a my little, God. I did have a little Fender amp and, you know, I could play <laughs> a little. Um, but my point is, um, Margaret and I, we started talking about songs and how messaging and how time and place changes how you look at something Mm -hmm. and, you know, the sexual exploitation of women. Mm -hmm. And we started talking about, we started like, it, it felt like we were writing music together, even though I'm, we're not writing music together because I'm also like, it's cheerleading. I think friendship is a lot of cheerleading. It's very much what you said at the beginning of our conversation was you guys sitting at her feet or them sitting at your feet as you performed and you look down there, they are, and they're cheering their friend, artist, collaborating, you know, person. Yeah. And we had that. Margaret and I started jamming about songs that were written the Beatles song well she mm. was just 17 you know right. what I mean right. the way Hello. she looked was way beyond compare mm. you know what I mean right. this is right. a 17 year old girl and mm. in the time nobody thought twice about yeah. it any more right. than my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard really yeah Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. But what was interesting was then for Margaret to sing them with that from a point of view that was very different. What was the other one, Margaret? You're much too young, girl. Oh, wow. Right? And so I have goosebumps. I have goosebumps on both my arms because it was only 16. There's a lot of songs that are like that. I've just, you know, it's like a, it's kind of like a, um, what is it? It's it's almost like a little spectacle that, like the point of the song feels like the spectacle of being in love with an under underage girl. Which was very prominent in the music business. Of course, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Elvis, mm-hmm. Jerry right. Lee Lewis. And I mean, I'm pulling those out of my ass. I, yeah. I, mean, you know what I mean, like, I'm just like, it's not like I have yeah, a off the top of your head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would ask you went head. See, that's why we're good. friends. <laughs> <laughs> Collaboration. I know, but that's how it felt. And see, mm-hmm. it was so interesting because we didn't know each other. And I was a 62 year old woman. I've not really looked through that lens of mm-hmm. how young women were objectified by music in a way that is something to bring up in a world today where we now bring up all sorts of aspects of things. Right. And I just remember that moment, Margaret, I'll never forget that moment. And of course, when you just sort of start singing songs and you're, I'm like, Oh my God, really? <laughs> but it's just, it's, 
it felt to me like we were writing songs, even though we weren't. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I, I would imagine it's the same creative sort of trigger that makes you want to express your thoughts. You know, just music is there to help help that. But I, I think that's it's so interesting that to to uh, as music as a reflection of society and the time that we're in, you know, they were being honest for that time. <laughs> so, you know, and uh, and people haven't changed, but maybe they're less honest because <laughs> they know that they have to be politically correct. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's it's interesting because when something is wrapped in a happy such a happy feel and tempo, you kind of forget what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. I remember being, that was like, you know, oldies, like in, in the minivan growing up as a kid. And I was belting out those songs as like a 16 year old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's pretty yeah. meta in a lot of ways just to think about <laughs> these were things that I, I loved and I love those musicians, the performances, et cetera. And the messages are mm-hmm. terrible and it's written. Yeah. I mean, our history, et cetera, America, pop culture, et cetera, is ridden with this, obviously. But mm-hmm. um, just to start to contextualize it. And I remember that too, Jamie, of just us kind of having this backlog of fascination and um, kind of attention to these really kind of particular nuances about music and songs. Um and how dated and how sexist and bizarre they were um, was a really interesting collaboration with you to really talk about <laughs> it. And, and also just to know, like, I don't know you really that well yet. And, and all of a sudden we're getting to the bottom of something really quick. <laughs> it was amazing. It was really amazing. Well, I, before I leave or lose you both to the hustle, and by the way, you're looking at a hustler. I, You know, uh, (laughs) when I was traveling around the world selling the Halloween movie Mm -hmm. and it was, you know, it was planes, cars, like it was like Mm -hmm. in, out, on, in, out, on, in, out, on, in, out, on, all around the world. Crazy. I would like wherever we were, whatever we were doing, I was going do, 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 (laughs) do. I so love a good hustle. Because yeah. I'm a hard worker. I love to hustle. And, right. you know, this show is an example. Like, I, I don't know. I, don't <laughs> I was like, I've never done a show. But it's like, uh, you know what? It's We're in a lockdown. I miss my friends. This song blows my mind. How about I do a show called Good Friend? Boom. Done. So, love it. But because it was born from a song. And, of course, there's so many songs about friendship. And yeah. I will tell you, I was a girl away at boarding school uh, my f- senior year of high school. I was away at a boarding school in Connecticut. Too long of a story to explain why. And, you know, I would listen to Joni Mitchell's Blue and mm. I would sob missing California because I'm born and raised girl from California. And there mm. I was in, in it. So and I think about Carol King's You've Got a Friend. And songs about friendship of how, what that does to you. And this show was born from a song that said, there's something I need. I don't already have. I get it from a good friend. I get something from, from people. And so I just was Mm going to ask you both if there was a song besides good friend that I know it's putting you on the spot a tiny bit. And I've already blown it by saying Carol King's you've got a friend, but is there (laughs) 
I mean, it's just music is astonishing to me and the way you mm. can, it can communicate a feeling in your soul. Yeah. About someone. And is there anything that pops into either one of your heads about that? I know mm. it's kind of a weird thing to ask, but. No, it's beautiful. This, it's one of my favorite sentiments because it is so universal. You know, it doesn't have to be passionate love which comes and goes, but it's just, uh, it's that more settled, like the, the saviors that we have. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, I'll just be corny and say, lean on me. Oh, Bill Withers. Don't even, don't even, don't even. Hello. So I, I mean, it's sometimes like in our simple, life, oh, oh, don't even. <laughs> I could cry listening to that song. <laughs> It's just so easy. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, that's my favorite. I, I feel like I want to name off some Margaret songs because I mean, Young Love, that's one of my favorite songs ever. And I, I don't know if that's just about, I, I mean, I, I think that could be about friendship. I feel, I feel lucky to have been in quarantine with like, obviously quarantine has been very, very hard. I mean, for so, so many people, for so many different reasons. Um, and I feel incredibly blessed to have been in quarantine with someone I can call my best friend. Mm. Uh, and mm. that, that song captures that for me in writing that song that you're talking about, Emily, um, because it's totally like, you know, about, my my love for my best friend that's just what it is yeah a safe place that we can fight in <laughs> oh my god we can cry into and that was what what happened <laughs> we had to stay in the house <laughs> we had to be able to you know uh, exist in tight quarters and I feel so blessed that it was okay you know I think for a lot of people it that's a test yeah that's the test it's, it's trust hard. me for me, though, musically, the things that come up for me for good, you know, good friends, I can't think of a particular song, but there's artists to me that feel like when I listen to them, I, I think of my friends. And that's for me, Joni Mitchell is, mm -hmm. is, was really, that, that's all my childhood. And it's funny, Jamie, you saying like, you're a girl from California. So am I. And I think that California was when I moved out to Boston and I was in on the East Coast and it was cold and old and intense <laughs> and intellectual and different than I had experienced as a child being, you know, in the trees and running through the fields and being a super country girl. When I listen to California, I similarly weep, <laughs> oh. weep and bawl. Um, and then I would say listening to Aretha Franklin, I think just connects it, it reminds me what's important and it connects me to my musician friends in my heart and soul. If I listen to Aretha, um, I think of my dearest, often my dearest female friends that are in the music industry. And I just feel like I'm going to be okay. It's all going to be all right. So. Well, we're going to be all right because we get through it together as friends. And I could not be more delighted that this triumvirate of new and old friends came together in this way today to just, you know, be with my listener 
And so <laughs> to be with Julian. So we didn't even know that we were going to be with Julian today. So it's so good. Anyway, I'm I'm just grateful and feel oh. very uh, yummy. I'm going to go play music really loud. Yeah. I'm going to think about everything that you guys have said today. It was a beautiful oh. conversation. And thank I'm, you. I, thank, thank you, for, you for bringing us together yeah. and uh, teaching me a new word. Yes. Well, stay tuned, as the kids say. Uh, so <laughs> for the listener, um, stay safe out there. God bless you. And thank you for listening to the Good Friend Podcast um, with my guests, Emily King and Margaret Glaspie. Bye, everybody. Good Friend is produced by Dylan Fagan and is a production of iHeartRadio. Our theme song, Good Friend, is written, produced, and performed by Emily King. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.